0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Deepen in the Divine Radio, Um, and I'm really happy today. We have a wonderful guest today, Reverend Maria Felipe, and I'm going to introduce her here in a second, but um, again, just to remind everybody that's joining us uh, on the show what I love to do, um, to remind folks, if you visit my website, uh, kreitsa.com, and if you sign up for my newsletter today, I am going to gift a 60-minute intuitive reading. Uh, For those that sign up, that's today, December 1st, 2017. So please head on over to the website and do that today. Um, And I always love to have a Course in Miracles quote uh, before we start the show, and I wanted to do that again today, um, but I thought it would be great to actually read one uh, from Reverend Maria's book, Live Your Happy. And this uh, quote comes from... Uh, chapter 9 in her book, and what I love about the book, and we'll get into this some more, is she has these great exercises that you can do along with the book. And this is the last exercise, I think, of the section. And she has a prayer, and it's a quote from A Course in Miracles, and it's the workbook epilogue. And it is, The end is certain, and the means is well. To this we say amen. You will be told exactly what God wills for you each time there is a choice to make. And so we walk with him from this time on and turn to him for guidance and for peace and sure direction. Joy attends our way, uh, for we go homeward to an open door, which God has said, held unclosed to welcome us. And again, that's from uh, Live Your Happy, which we're going to be talking about today. And so joining me today is Reverend Maria Felipe. So welcome, Reverend.
1: Hi, Scott. How are you? Can you hear me? Okay.
0: Doing great. Yes, I can hear you just fine. Can how can you hear me? Um, I know.
1: I have. Um, I'm having a poor connection. Um, throughout the thing, I was you were coming in and out. So, um, if you want, we can give it a shot. If not, I can move over to my phone and not use the internet and use my telephone. Um, if that helps. But let's give it a shot and see see what happens. Let's just roll with it and see. How it works.
0: That sounds good on my end. Yeah, I think um, I can hear you just fine. Um, so I'm not sure usually I have great internet connection, So maybe there's something going on today. But we're going to go with uh, spirit and you're going to be talking anyway for most of this. Um, in fact, I think for um, some of some of the listeners that are probably out there, they probably don't know a whole lot about your background. So I figured we would just start out with um, a, a little bit about who you are. You know, what you've been through, which I know you talk about in your book, and then how you came to basically um, become a Course in Miracles student and now a reverend and teacher of A Course in Miracles.
1: I know. Um, Scott, as you read in my book, so so much has happened, you know, and a lot of life change. Um, I never had any type of drive or I never realized or I never wanted or my purpose was never to be a... Of course, the miracles teacher, um, my my thing was form. Um, my, I was an actress and a TV host, and I was very successful th- at that. And that's what kind of drove me and um, kind of filled me up, supposedly, and made me happy. Um, I call it cheerleader happiness. Um, <laughs> it's not true happiness. And um, I, I realized in my 20s, even though I had a successful career, and i had you know the french boyfriend and er all my ducks in a row i felt um something that i feel a lot of people feel which is uh, an emptiness regardless if i had things in form it was it was as if i I was not i was not full i wasn't complete i i was not happy um deep down i mean people outside would think i would be happy but i wasn't um Mm -hmm. And I started to experience depression at, in my early twenties, and I talk about this in my book, and a deep sadness. And I didn't even know what depression was because they don't teach that to that they don't, they don't teach that to us in school, you know.
0: Exactly right.
1: <laughs> so, so I told my parents, I was like, I feel so sad. What is this? And they're like, Well, it sounds like you're depressed. And I was like, Depressed? What is that? <laughs> and um, I was just. I was just baffled by it, and I, I couldn't get out of bed um, for long periods of time. I started taking antidepressants, and um, I was modeling at the time, and it was even hard for me to even fill out a voucher so I can get paid. Um, well, so I was wow. like, I was literally like very like, like, I had like a disability, but it's interesting because the disability wasn't physical, the disability was in my mind. Mm -hmm. because mine was causing me to be handicapped, you know, I'm sure that people that are physically handicapped were freer than I was, you Mm. know, Yes, Um, because your mind is so powerful, it literally um, could, could cause you to just be a vegetable, and just, just wither on and die, you know, and um, what happened was, is that I started to wake up a little bit when I finally had my last s- sadness bout of where I was very, very depressed. And I know I'm, you've read this in the book as well. And I actually booked a very big job with WWE um, at the time, mm-hmm. um, which was WWF, which is World Wrestling Federation. And I booked it in one of the most in the, one of the most hor- horrific times of my life. Wow. <laughs> and and it's but it's weird because people would say that you have to be in a positive state <laughs> to attract, <laughs> you know, success and to attract right. something. But in my case, that was the case because I was a hot mess.
0: <laughs> wow. So that's when you were probably <laughs> your most depressed, you would say?
1: I was the most depressed, yeah. And I Yeah. I remember I they had seen about 500 girls in New York and they couldn't find anybody. And they were in Miami. And they, I think there was like 300 girls at the audition I was at. Wow. And I don't know. I, I, just, I guess I just walked in there and I didn't care because I was so miserable. <laughs> Maybe
0: got, yeah, it might have helped. Yeah.
1: And and I booked it. And I, I feel like that's something so important because I feel that with all these teachings of the secret and all these things of the law of attraction, Attraction. Um, a lot of people think you need to say mantras and, and and kumbaya to attract these things. And I don't necessarily believe this. I believe that you're gonna experience where you're gonna experience so that you you can ascend, so you can wake up. And I I attracted this experience in my life because it was my life purpose to experience it. You know, mm-hmm. but I feel that sometimes we we feel that we could only attract supposedly good things and form when we're in a good space. But at least for me, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that you're going to call onto you whatever your soul has chosen to experience in this lifetime so you can wake up.
0: Right. Exactly. And I know you're also like a big Gary Renard fan. I think he taught his ascended masters talk a lot about just fulfilling like your your contract or your script that you have for this lifetime.
1: Yes, I feel that that's my purpose now is to do more of that because I chased the form and manifestation for so long of um manifesting and making things happen and controlling and and not trusting and I feel that now I'm in a space in my life that I really allow things to be done through me and when I mean done through me is getting out of my own way um and before, it was more like Maria wanted my life to be a certain way. And when I didn't have it my way, I would have a fit. You know, my little girl would have a fit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm so much more happier because um, form doesn't define me. Um, yeah, sometimes I could forget, but but then I choose again with a tool. Um, yeah.
0: Right. And so how how did you make that transition from... You know, appearing to be successful model, actress and on TV, um to getting into a course in miracles and then into uh studying at the pathways of light.
1: Yeah, the connection went there a second, but I feel that what you the pathways of light.
0: Yeah, un- yeah, yeah, unfortunately it does yeah, sound like, does breaking, does up sound a like you're bit. breaking up a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that what you said, um, Scott?
0: Yeah, like uh, your transition from WWF or WWE and TV and modeling um, into, of course, miracles and yeah, how you eventually got into Pathways of Light. What what really sparked that for you? What what changed in your mind to set you on that path?
1: Well, in 2009, I was going, I became a divorce statistic and um, I was... Very, um, just found myself in a very, um, in a space that I was very sad and very lost. And because I thought in my mind I would be married forever. And at this time I was still modeling. I wasn't teaching at all. I was just a course student and really drove into, really was diving into my course book, but still not feeling good. So I reached out to the minister that married us and she suggested that I go to ministerial school at Pathways of Light. And I told her, hell no, I'm not I'm not I'm not a minister and I don't want to be a minister. I'm an actress. I'm a model, you know. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, don't do it to become a minister. Why don't you do it to um, learn about the course of miracles more and to dive deeper into it? Because the Pathways of Light is sort of like a university for the course of miracles. It's a very, it's, it really helps you to bring it into your life experience and to live it fully without compromise. And that got my attention. I know I, I will left for a second there, but I'm back. Okay. Um, and then that got my attention. I, um, I said, wow, this, this, I like if, if I get to study the course more than that, I like, but I don't want to be a minister, but let me get my healing on. And instead of paying a psychiatrist, a psychologist, let me do this program. And I did. And so I dove in and I had a lot of resistance and I was in and out of the program. Um, sometimes I would quit a, a curriculum that takes a year, took me three years. Um, but I, God and spirit, you know, my purpose was just calling me and I just continued with the program and in 2012 I became a, a reverend and I became a minister at Pathways of Light and from there I just started speaking and it was very natural for me, being that I have a TV background, I got asked to speak at Unity of Burbank and it went well, um, I felt very comfortable, um, I could just watch people laugh and cry with me and um, and then I started internationally and then um, soon after now in 2016 then that's when I got the book deal so um, I think that the reason I've been enjoying this part of my life so much is because uh, compared to my acting career I don't really make it matter <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. you know
1: <laughs> I, I, I really don't identify I don't really don't let it define me I, I really I'm really living I like God defines me mm. and I, I don't place a lot of p- power into it. You know, I don't I don't place power into the numbers of the how many how much how, you know, how many books I sell or how many interviews I have or how popular I am. Um, I just have fun. And I think that that's why I've also, you know, become very popular very quickly is because I could hardly care, and I think that there's something very attractive about that because I'm not trying to force or make anything happen or, um, or or try to be above anybody else. I feel like we're on this together, and I was in that me, me, me consciousness. It's all about me. I've been mm-hmm. there, and I know I I really suffered a lot. Now I'm more about the oneness and about you know, you know, love is one. And I feel that it really takes something to be there. So what I do is I share with people how I've been able to do it very authentically, very raw, as you read in my book and open my heart, Mm -hmm. Um, not saying that it's the truth, although expressing that it's helped and that it's changed my life. Um, The Course in Miracles says happiness is our function and happiness is our inheritance, Um, And this is something that I wake up every day with a commitment of embodying because I don't take that lightly. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jesus is telling me it's my inheritance. Let me claim it because we've been so long, Scott, thinking the opposite, that it's normal to be in fear. Yes. That it's normal to be depressed. (laughs) I'll start again. It's normal to be depressed. It's normal to, um, you know, have anxiety attack, panic attacks, it's normal to take prescription drugs, like all of that is normal. So what I'm trying to convey here with this message of "live if you're happy is how about the opposite of that? Mm. How about I think you read an email I wrote, you know, how about easy is normal? How about,
0: right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love how, about, how you said it. Her. Yeah.
1: How about easy is normal? How about um, being at peace is normal? Um, and I think that that is just a way of like you conditioning yourself, which are the, what the lessons are, you know, the lessons in the back of the C- course of miracles the, for every day of, of, of the year is what it's doing. It's an undoing of the mind. So "Would live your happy is basically that it's, let's change and let's start to live our happy, which is the opposite of the way that we've actually been living.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, that's and that's why I, I love the title of your book because it it like you said it's, it describes a lot of the core beliefs in A Course in Miracles, but it's really practical. It actually helps people, and I love the exercises that you have in the book. By the way, that's why I'm going through it again because I want to do all the exercises now. Um, I just really appreciate that you have like a practical guide for living A Course in Miracles.
1: Well, Scott, I actually um, want to acknowledge you because it takes something to do those exercises, you know? Um, A lot of people, you know, will skip them and and think whatnot or maybe do a few, but I really love that you said that because that inspires other people to also do it as well because this whole thing of changing your mind and awakening and and really living the happiness that you're worthy of, it takes something, you know? A lot Mm -hmm. of people just want to just have a magical wand and experience of like one day they're just different. And in this world of duality, um, there's an undoing that needs to happen, and we need to, you know, feel our feelings, which I talk about in the book, and um, really, really start to experience yourself as being responsible. And I'm not saying responsible that you know certain things are happening to you, but responsible of how you're going to perceive them. That you're that's your responsibility of how you're going to experience them. Um, And I, I feel that people say, and I know. I know this because I lived it, which is, I want to heal, but not really.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to be happy. I want to heal. I want to meet the love of my life, but not really. And it's very, very unconscious. And I know because I remember when I was down on my knees, when I was doing, um, there's uh, the seven step um, fearless process in my book which I highly recommend Mm -hmm. um, that I was doing. And I was down in my knees crying, just pleading with Holy spirit that I finally wanted to have a breakthrough with relationships and romantic relationships and, and feel worthy of love and of having a partner in my life. And I remember that every single day I was going back in time and forgiving my father, for instance, that passed away and committed suicide. Um, I was forgiving all the men that were in my life and it was a very hard, hard exercise, but like it talks about in the co- the book, I was basically just going to the darkness and healing all that and having the Holy Spirit heal it for me and give me its true perception of what really, really is true within the stories that I had made up. And I remember talking to Holy Spirit's God and pleading, I so want to heal this already. Mm. And Spirit said to me in a very loving way, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: funny how that happens yeah (laughs) very lovingly but always tells the truth like that
1: it was it was very like like no you're not and and I was like what do you mean I'm crying every day I'm doing this forgiveness lesson I'm going back in time I was just but at the same time it was it lifted the veil for the first time Scott and I felt and I believe in my whole lifetime that I finally had an awakening that that is the issue with consciousness, with us soul beings in this in this universe, in this planet, in this CF of a world, this circus that we live in, <laughs> th- this is it. Th- th- mm-hmm. That was that's like the missing key. That that's what's going on here is that there's this underlying. You still want to hang on to stuff, but at the same time, you say you want to let go of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That's so profound. I love that you said that. I'm kind of realizing that. Um, at this point in my life, even though I've been studying a course for over a decade, I've realized I've been glossing over things. And that's why reading books from folks like yourself um, and other course authors is really, really helpful because you don't realize how the ego or my ego is tricking me <laughs> and having me gloss over things in my life.
1: Yeah, I I I really feel that it's profound and it's helpful Um i I love you know that you resonate with the book it's a book that came from a space of of me going through um, a lot of self-help desperation in my early mm-hmm. 20s
0: okay
1: which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to of like reading self-help books over and over again and going to workshops and walking on hot coals and singing <laughs> kumbaya, singing kumbaya you know mm-hmm. um, and I've done it all. And I even studying the course of miracles for 15 years and still not being happy. Um, so my book came from a space of, of that space of not coming, not your typical self help book, not an intellectual um, sharing. It was more of a sharing that I, that finally helped me click, mm. which was from art from the heart of where the reader is called to it's called to step into the teachings, whatever the, that is, and and live them and embody them fully in your relationship with yourself and others and no longer compromise it. And I feel that that's something that was missing for me that I wasn't maybe book said it, but I wasn't ready to hear it. Um, that was missing for me because I would read a book for on a Monday and a Tuesday and I was feeling so good, Scott. You know, I was like, oh my god, this book is so powerful. <laughs> yeah. And then and then on Friday, I was a hot mess. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't happy any longer. It was it wasn't consistent. So I realized that consistency of happiness comes with discipline. And The Course of Miracles says that. It says that we're too okay with mind-wandering, and we're not consistent, and we lack constancy. And that's why in my book, I do these practical, very short processes that really don't take a lot out of you. They're, they're actually very simple in a way. They're also very deep at the same time. I think the only practice that's very that could take something, and it is a little harder to do because your ego doesn't like it, is um, the seven-step fearless process.
0: Yeah. And that, I think that's in chapter seven, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes. no. Okay. I think or Actually, I think it's chapter six. Sorry. It's at the end of chapter six, but yeah, because you have people go through the seven step, seven day fearless practice, but then to go through a bunch of different people in your life, which could take a while, uh, or your, your mind, your ego mind could get in the way and go, Oh, I don't need to do that person. I'm all, I'm all done with them.
1: Yeah. And also it's, you need to go to those wounds, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, um, and, and a lot of people don't, don't want to do that. You know, I feel that, you know, sometimes we get confused and we feel like spirituality is brushing things under the rug. And on the contrary, it's actually getting the rug and, you know, and kind of loosening up all the dirt and getting all the stuff up so that you can, you know, start to begin a new journey. And, um, I, 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 I really, that's how I was able to heal, Scott, was really getting very, very real about my feelings and no longer pretending to be happy because there's, you know, a lot of us in this, this world, like myself, pretend, we pretend. And, I, and that's why I think sometimes when people look at my title and they're like, live you're happy, they get surprised because it has nothing to do with this cheerleader happiness. It has nothing to do with happiness creating in form.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, um, actually my, my book, my, when I do talk about abundance and and money in any way, which is very, very short that I really address it. I talk about abundance in a different way, which is abundance is recognizing that you are as God created you.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful.
1: And that's not really talked about, you know, Um, it's more like abundance is, you know, you're abundant when you have money in the bank, you're abundant if you, you know, you know, have that new suit or or get that new accolade at work, that new trophy, you know, abundance is being able to travel to Europe and true abundance is recognizing that you are as God created you. And again, it takes away the power of form. And that's why I... I feel like sometimes, you know, all these teachings, sometimes course teachers or, you know, even course students, we get confused. And and this is something that Gary and I really have joined together to talk about. And we've talked about this whole thing of really getting it out there that this course is not teaching manifestation.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, it really isn't because it's actually saying that, the course, is actually saying there is no world. So, um, the more that you're trying to manifest to make things happen in form, the more you're making the world real. Now I'm not saying you can't have goals. I'm not saying you can't create, you know, I, I, I create, you know, I love having a great apartment here in Los Angeles with, you know, the view that I have and the location that I have. I'm not saying that you're not going to go out and want to have beautiful things, although you live in the world knowing that you're not of it.
0: Exactly. Yep. It's
1: different. It's different. A lot of people get upset. They're like, well, then I can't manifest. Like my husband sometimes gets like that because, you know, he's, a, he's younger. He's a lot younger than me. And he's like, but I want to create. I want to manifest, you know. <laughs> and so uh, I'm like, yeah, let's, you know, I'm not saying we can't. I'm just, I'm just really helping him so he can understand trust and that um, we can, although Although it needs to come from a different space and it needs to, we need to become more and more present in the moment and allow things to be done through us versus us doing it. Um, what teacher are you choosing to, to explore this dream with? With fear or love, you know, because there's a big difference.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I think that gets back to a point, I know that you talk off and on through the book, which is that, you know, our problems or the things that we're trying to uh, get, I guess, is out there in the world, but really it's happening in our own minds. Can you just, you just talk about that a little bit more?
1: Yeah, you broke up a second, but I think the question was in regards to that I talk about not Focusing on the world, but that the healing is in your mind.
0: Correct. Yep.
1: Okay. This is good. You know, we're making this work. You see, that's what Live Your Happy is about is about you make things work. <laughs> 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 that's that's yeah, so think, beautiful.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think we all wish there was a magic wand that would all of a sudden make you happy all the time. But that's not what the course is about. You're undoing so much of the ego that it's a process.
1: Yeah, actually, that's that's a good point that you pointed out, and I can I can really I can share about that real quick before we move on. But what you've just asked me, um, I do want to point out that the course again does say that happiness is our inheritance, and that um, happiness is our function. So, in a sense, it is saying that we we inherently are are it's it's available to be happy all the time. Okay. Um, The thing is, is like, I feel, you know, we're under this happy umbrella, right? So we're always under the happy umbrella, the the happy umbrella that's of God as God. And and that's where we are always. Um, The thing is, is that sometimes within, under that umbrella, we forget our truth. And we forget that we're happiness. We forget that we're connected to God. So we make something else real. But Scott, the umbrella is still over your head. Mm -hmm. It's never gone away. (laughs) you know so we could be happy if people ask me can you be happy Monday through Sunday 24 hours a day I will say yes why because why is the opposite okay why is being sad and depressed from Monday through Sunday okay you know why is that normal (laughs) (laughs) exactly why why can't we be happy Monday through Sunday 24 hours a day now are you going to be sad within the happiness umbrella? Yeah, because we're in a world of duality. But it doesn't mean that happiness has left you. You've just forgotten it for a hot second. Does that make sense? Yes. So we're always genuinely happy. That's like our innate, that's that's what we are. It's, it's just, we have, I guess we could call it just dementia, you know, dementia or like kind of just like, you know, lucid dreaming and we forget. Well, i feel like the more that we start to cultivate this truth that we can be happy all the time um it's very helpful and within that happiness there is parts of us that could you know feel feelings and get sad but the sadness is not bad you know you just embrace the feeling of sadness and you come back to the happiness um i just yeah. think, I think, I think I just think that's so So much, so much of a better way to see it than what we've been taught.
0: Yeah, I agree. And um, before I get into some more questions, usually around this time, I just like for you to give a opportunity. What's the best way for people to contact you?
1: Well, a lot of people have been reaching out to me, actually, like you did, Scott, through my website. Um, It's a new website, so I'm not sure how it works. Um, I I don't know how you contacted me through a message. Was it through a message on there?
0: Um, actually, your email is on your webpage, which is great.
1: Perfect. So people can contact me on there. Um, you can also sign up for my mailing list on there where um, I'm giving away the free introduction of my book um, so people can at least read, read a bit of it and, and get a feel for it. Um, also, I'm very active on social media. I love hearing from people that love my work. Um, I interact with with people. I try to get back to people if I can. I also have a team that if I can't, my team will get in contact with you. Um, So that would be at at Rev Maria Felipe. So R-E-V Maria Felipe on on Instagram. And I have a fan page on Facebook so people can get in touch with me there. Um, I also have a, a, a live your happy t- TV on YouTube of where i I'm, I'm constantly putting up content, um, either talks that I'm giving, workshops I'm giving, or now I'm interviewing people. So I just had Gary Renard on, and I had a couple of authors on there. and I've just been getting out there, and um, I think that's a very helpful too platform. I've had that sh- that channel for about five years, but This year I just relaunched it so people can find it. It's called Live Your Happy um, TV. So, yeah, that's the the best way.
0: And I'll just remind people, your website is MariaFelipe.org. So it's M-A-R-I-A-F-E-L-I-P-E dot O-R-G.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the book is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble's and anywhere books are sold, um, they can order it for you. Um, so that's that's the beauty of it. It's coming out now, December twelfth in Spanish. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very um, very excited. I'm very I'm very in my joy. Um, just it's, I'm just so joyous because I have so I'm in such non attachment. You know,
0: that's mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful place to be because I think most of the world is so much into attachment, especially if. Uh, if- people that are watching the news all the time or are so into like politics and their belief systems around religion. So that's a beautiful message to share. Um, I also wanted to get back into the book as well. And one of the things that you talk about are uh, in capital letters, big deals. And I was hoping that you could explain a little bit more about what those are and how people can begin to face them.
1: Yes. Um, actually that's, I start talking about big deals in chapter one, um, which chapter one is, um, you're not, I think it's like, you're, you're not going to die. You're not going to hell. Um, (laughs) you're not bad and you're not going to hell. Um, I start to get into big deals and the reason I call them big deals. Um, the first, the first time I ever heard this was at pathways of light that they have a course and it talks about, um, big deals. And I really, really resonated with me because I feel that we can all identify with big deals. Big deals are basically everyday stuff that the ego uses for us to be distracted and to lose our peace of mind, such as, you know, you can't afford your taxes. um, You have to go to court, you know, um, he didn't text me. Um, I have to stand in line for this, you know, license. I got a ticket while I was driving. So all of those are, are big deals you know, um, stuff that, that literally take away our peace. And some of these big deals even don't let us sleep. Mm. Um, some of my big deals was, you know, I'm becoming a divorce statistic, you know, um, I'm I'm ruined. I'm not going to get married again. I'm not going to be able to have children. Um, you know, my big deal was, I don't want to be a minister. I want to continue being an actress. And if I was an actress, why am I not working enough? So all this stuff, so what, what the, how you heal the big deals is by getting really real with them when that means really feeling them and, and, and bringing them up. So I do a process in the book of where you write them all down. So you basically, you know, think about it, You, you know, you, you bring it, you bring it to light. You ask yourself certain questions. Um, you ask yourself, um, such as if I can remember correctly is, um, what, what outcomes do I fear? So what are your fears? You can, you can just also say what thoughts are making you sad. Um, so let's say at the moment you're going through, a, a, a um, let's say right now you're going through a breakup and what thoughts and feelings are you having about that? You know, I'm, I'm feeling unworthy. I'm feeling I'm not lovable. I'm feeling, I, I wish I would have done it better. Um, I, I feel like I'm, i'm I'm not beautiful or whatever it is, and you really get real with that. Um, then after that, in the second chapter, how you heal the big deals is by giving them over to Holy Spirit um, fully, um, which is Holy Spirit. I feel sad, Holy Spirit. Um, I I'm just I'm just over this. like I want to experience the happiness that I'm worthy of, you know um, I'm desperate. I, I'm full of anxiety. I'm sad because I, I feel like, I'm just stuck and you're going to experience the presence of Holy spirit with you, or you might not experience anything. You know, the whole point of it is just to be willing and to give it a shot. Um, In my experience, I have felt Holy spirit with me and look, look at these big deals together. And when I look at them together with spirit, spirit's going to meet me where I'm at. And it's going to look at it with me and it's going to have compassion. It's going to be like, yeah, I know I know that this is a tough one for you. Um, a while back before I met my husband, i had I had a good cry about being a romantic relationship and having a child. And I remember um spirit, me telling spirit, I'm so sad because I really want to be a mother in this lifetime, and I feel like it's not happening. And um, this is after my book was published. This was very recent. And um, I just felt it with Holy Spirit because I gave it over my big deal. I was like, this is a big deal for me. I really want to be a mother. I feel called to be a mother. And I feel I'm not going to have that opportunity because I'm getting older. Um, And the relationship I was in at the time, um, why is it not working? Or why am I feeling that this is not the one? And Spirit held me very gently and said, I know that this is very hard for you. I know that this is very sad for you. I know that this is a big one for you. I know that this thing with relationships and you wanting to be in a relationship with me and being a mother is is really, really hard for you. I get that. And I just want to let you know it's okay. Let's feel this together, you know?
0: Yeah, I and that's why I really like the exercise at the end of chapter two, especially how you showed your personal example where you listed out all the rants that you had. I think a lot of them had to do with relationship. And then you showed... The, after you surrendered, the Holy Spirit responses that you received back that i I mean, I think it was a great example because a lot of people ask, well, how do I know if the Holy Spirit is actually talking to me or with me?
1: yeah, I, I um I like to give that contrast of of um of spirit because you know a lot of people feel that spirit is like this very high voice or it sings or you know they have you have to have some mystical experience, but If you just simply sit down and you quiet your mind and you put yourself in a relaxed state and you just start writing and you start asking questions, you—you everybody has the voice of spirit within their inner teacher. And that's what the course is teaching us. The course is teaching us to have a relationship with our internal teacher, which is Holy Spirit. So that way we can remember we've never left the mind of God. It's really the purpose through forgiveness. So... I give these examples, like, for instance, how I was first having an ego run because of my divorce, but then I asked spirit and spirit had me see my divorce differently, which means that instead of it being a negative thing, spirit made me see how I grew in the relationship, you know, spirit made me see that, um, our, our, our mission together was, was done and that it's exactly perfect. Um, so I feel like spirit brought me to a place of acceptance Um, But I've seen time and time again, because I do accessing inner wisdom counseling with people of where I put them in a relaxed state and they, they, they heal, they heal their thought clusters, which are big deals basically. And they get insights from spirit. And I've had people from all walks of life come into my house. Even, even, even LAPD officers come with their guns and everything to sit down Mm -hmm. and have a meditation session with me. Uh And, and they hear the voice of Holy Spirit so we all have it I, I i it's just that we don't take the time um to really listen and we're too we're too our mind is too, like i say in my book cuckoo for cocoa puffs you know right. it's uh um, <laughs> it's like it talks a lot of caca you know which is caca and cuckoo, cuckoo yeah. and shit by the way <laughs> <laughs> so it's like when you when you really just sit down and, and, and listen, we all have it. It's I've seen people just say, oh, my God, that wasn't me. That wasn't me, Maria. That that wasn't me speaking. And I go, I know. It wasn't you, your separated self. It was your true self. And I have agnostic people, atheist people that have come here, and they hear the voice. Um, it, it's just that we, in the society, we're not taught to go within, you know?
0: Exactly. Yeah, and, and you talk about this in your book, which is, you know, different ways to avoid falling into the, the trap of the ego or the cuckoo voice of the ego. Um, can you just share, like, maybe a, a couple uh, ways that you can avoid falling into the trap of the ego?
1: Sure. I actually call them um, ego tricks. So um, the first one is is the shoulds, um, because the ego is always I should have, I could have, I wish I would have done it better. So <laughs> if you're shoulding or if you're wishing something could be different,
0: Uh, sounds like we lost Reverend Maria for a little bit there. Hopefully uh, we can get her back here.
1: We're back. I'm back.
0: Okay. You're back. Great.
1: I can see when I'm gone because it says disconnected.
0: Oh, okay. Wow.
1: (laughs) So, um, so ego trick number one is the shoulds. Um, Again, it's the should have, I could have, I wish I would have done it better. When you're speaking this way, that's that's when you know that you are in fear and you're not in truth because Holy Spirit is very present and it's very accepting and knows that everything's exactly perfect. There's no, I should have done this. There's total acceptance. Um, so it's basically like I could have gotten the job if I would have done this better. Um, maybe you're, you're still thinking about something you did five years ago. Like I should have not talked to my mother like that, or I shouldn't have talked to my boss like that or, uh, I had one client of mine said, "You know, I should have not acted like I cared so much in my relationship with my ex because maybe he would still be with me if he didn't know I was that jealous." You know, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of crazy. You know, yeah. <laughs> so basically, let's lie so I can keep you. You know, um, so that's the kinds of shoulds, and I, I talk about that as an ego trick because I feel that that's a big one for everyone. It's 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 always like going to the past of wishing that you had done it differently. And I suffered with that a lot with my auditions, you know, as an actress, when I wouldn't book a job, I would re, I would read, I would do the movie again in my mind of how in the audition, I wish I would have done it better. Mm. I wish I would have said the line different. I wish I wouldn't have said hi the way I did. I wish I would have said hi in a different way. You know, um, maybe they would have liked me and it was just so depressing to live that way because I constantly was bashing myself that I should have done it differently in the past. And that's, that's one of the ego tricks. The second ego trick is, is again, the obsession with the past. So not only does it should, it's always obsessed with the past. Um, for instance, like if, if something went on with your family and you never got over it, you're constantly just thinking about it. And it's been like 15 years. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's another ego trick. It just obsesses with the past. It could be the immediate past or like the past, like what it appears to be long ago. Um, and the, we have a, have a other few ego tricks, but the, the big one that I mean, which I left for last, which is ego trick number four is, um, the ego tricks you into your happiness is out there.
0: Mm hmm
1: you know um and and that's that's the biggest one because regardless of how much how much you study the course or how spiritual you are there's always there's a way that ego is going to get in and and mesmerize you and trans you out making you believe that there's something out there that's going to fill you or complete you in some way um and it's very subtle in its ways and the more you wake up the more subtle the, the more obvious you start to see them you know um But yeah, that's, that's, that's number four. So when you catch yourself thinking that that guy or girl is going to complete you, which (laughs) I was, I was number one at that. That was my (laughs) thing, you know, (laughs) I was a, I was a professional at that.
0: (laughs) You love the Jerry Maguire ending a lot.
1: I loved it so much, Scott. (laughs) They they had a song, they did a song after on the radio and I would sing it and I would cry and I would love it. (laughs) oh my goodness i'm so happy i'm not there anymore um but yes the ego would be like oh if 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 i would um if i would get this job raised you know this raise at my job i would be happy Mm -hmm. It's, it's a very sometimes it's super unconscious but it's there and i think the more that you begin to be very present and very accepting with the present moment, that is exactly perfect, um, the happier, the more inward you're going to go and the more happier you're going to be because you're going to start to release that things need to look a certain way for you to be happy. And you start to recognize more and more. what I'm trying to convey here in my message is that to start living in, you have everything and you lack nothing.
0: Yeah it's it's such a subtle change in thought but it's so profound.
1: Yeah it's very it's very natural. It's actually very very natural. Um it's actually part of our soul. Our soul it's it's just it's very natural. It's just more the more that you just start to see that the tra- the, the trans outness that you've had for so long of believing that anything outside of you can make you happy and you suffering so much and you creating so much stuff in the world, so much things in form and still not being happy or having that success and not being happy. When you start to just really observe it and see that none of it has truly made you happy. You'll start to change. You'll be like, I'm done. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm done. The time has come. And And that's when, that's why I always say it takes something, you know, it takes really completely letting go of, of the, of what you thought was true and accepting what is true and allowing now Holy Spirit to lead the way. Um, And that takes something because we, we want, we want to make it happen. We still want to believe we can do it better than God. Um, we still want to manipulate. We, we we still want it to be our way. Um, that's why I say it takes something.
0: Yeah, and I think that leads into, um, you know, a theme in A Course in Miracles, in which you talk about as well, which is, uh, I love the way you say it, practicing the F word. <laughs> can you talk a little bit more about that? What you mean by practicing the F word?
1: Yeah, one of the things I like to do, as you can you can you can see or hear is that I really like to have fun, you know? So I had a lot of fun with these um, with these chapters. But um, that chapter is, um, you're now ready to practice the F word, which is really forgiveness. Which um, forgiveness is a, it's one of the biggest teachings in the course to bring us back to truth and bring us back to God. Um, forgiveness is only needed in, in this world of duality and form. Forgiveness is not needed in oneness and truth of where we truly are because everything is exactly perfect uh, forgiveness is a tool that that we have in this in this space in this dream to be able to remember remember what we've never left and and how does that work um forgiveness is basically having seen having really looking at things and perceiving them without judgment you know it's really like not having judgments Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and 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 experiencing things and and looking at them and and being responsible now responsibility doesn't mean that you have to beat yourself up and say oh my god i'm responsible that this person just slapped me in the face (laughs) you know because it's not about the behavior it's about how it's about your mind it's never about the behavior ever it's always about your change of thoughts in your mind so the first thing is to be responsible responsible for what responsible for how you're gonna perceive that slap you know Mm -hmm. how you're gonna how are you going to experience it that's up to you are you gonna give away your power are you gonna let that take away your peace um are you gonna let that hurt you um it's just basically that and 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 you have the power to be able to experience anything in the world the way that you want to that's the beautiful decision that we have i mean we have such a loving father that our loving father ultimately knows that we will choose truth. you know yes and we're given the decision like he trusts us so much that he's giving us the power of decision you know so the second step is to recognize that nothing's really happening to you Mm -hmm. The only reason it's happening to you is because you've perceived it that way and you can actually see it differently, which is that person or situation has forgotten who they are for a hot second, you know, Mm -hmm. um, everything's a love or a call for love and, and you're getting upset and mad at this person. And you've also been insane and forgotten yourself for a hot second. You know? <laughs> so you're going to judge that person. Because they have forgotten who they are. And you've been there. And you've done that. I suggest you love them. Why? Because they're your salvation. Because they're just your mirror. You know? Everything yeah. is, just, is just reflecting back to you. Your unhealed thoughts. Everything is just reflecting back to you your unhealed thoughts. So they're actually playing out their role perfectly. And I think that that's something to be grateful for, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Especially that, yeah, there is a way to basically reverse the thinking, sort of like what you're planting throughout the book, but that there's a process that you can actually go through. So you're not like stuck. <laughs> Cause I think that's what a lot of people feel like, well, okay, if I'm not doing, if I'm not happy uh, all the time, then what can I do about it? And aside from like going to a doctor, and and I love that, you know, course has this, but you've also spelled it out in a very practical way, which is this the process of forgiveness.
1: Yeah, the reason I did it very practical is again, because of my experience, because I wanted something that was easy and accessible and inspiring and, ex- and it, it, brought, it brings out excitement. Um, so I didn't want to make it so scholarly or so intellectual. Um, So I'm I'm very specific because the thing is, since I struggled so much with the principles of the course and not living them, I wanted to have a book that really made it very easy for the reader to understand not only the principles of the course, but how to embody them and live them. As I shared earlier in your life without compromising it anymore, Mm -hmm. any longer, you know, Yeah, it's great for, course it's great for new for an introduction to course students and at the same time it's great for course students because a lot of us especially me as a course student went to went to my group but never practiced it you know
0: Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) or like I said maybe we thought we were practicing it but until we got like in your book what I love about it is there's practical examples of like Um, What you've been through, maybe how you've been tricked, you kind of realize, wow, yeah, I have that same blind spot. and I didn't realize I had it or that I've been not really focusing on it. So it's very helpful.
1: Yeah, I wanted to, um, I guess, back in the day, the teachers that touched my heart, mostly, um, or speakers that I heard, I always resonated with the ones that spoke about the personal lives and how they didn't have it together and how they were able to get it together. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I really like that. And I always that always came very natural to me to teach that way Um, because I feel that nobody's on top of anybody. Nobody's special. Actually, the course is is teaching us that specialness is is not the truth. You know, union is the holy relationship is. So I I don't want to be put on a pedestal. On the contrary, I I want to heal. I want all of us to recognize that we're in this together. You know, we're we're in it to win it. You know,
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, well, I I could talk to you probably all day about A Course in Miracles, but I also wanted. to well, I know we're coming up towards the top of the hour and I wanted to make sure that everyone is aware of um, some of the upcoming events that you're going to be speaking at or that you typically do speak at. So I just want to make sure you have an opportunity to talk about that.
1: Yes, thank you, Scott. Um Currently, I speak every first Sunday at 11 a.m. At um, Unity of Burbank here in California, so it's Unity of Burbank. People usually go to see me there. Um, also, you know, since everybody can see my talks online on, on YouTube, um, right now uh, we're getting together the schedule for next year. Um, it looks like I will be in in London um, next year in the summer to do a book tour there. Oh, but wow. I, um, but I won't. I won't. That won't be up till January. So I just ask people to be on my site I have um, to go to my site um, where I have events and that's gonna gonna start happening um I'm also as you know I'm having a, a baby next year so
0: yes congratulations
1: thank you <laughs> We'll see how the speaking uh, tour pans out but um that's that's another big event that's happening in April <laughs>
0: Wow. Yeah. So you've got that. And then you're also going to be speaking at the A Course in Miracles conference in San Francisco uh, next year, right? In February?
1: Yes. I'll be there in February. Actually, if you go to my um, website and you go to events, you can sign up on there. Um, I really recommend um, the conference because it's such a great place to meet um, other colleagues, other friends of A Course in Miracles. I've been doing it for three years and um. Yeah, I'll I'll be there in February. I'll I'll, I'll be in full wobble by then, full
0: wobble. <laughs> <laughs> and f- loving and forgiving every minute of it. I'm sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I just wanted to th- say thank you so much, uh, Reverend Maria. I really love your book, uh, Live Your Happy. And again, folks can visit you at mariafilipe dot uh, to get all your information. Sign up for your newsletter to stay on top of your events. And I just want to say talking with you has really made me feel a lot happier. It has put a huge smile on my my face today. And I'm really glad that we had a chance to connect. And uh, I look forward to seeing you speak at the A Course in Miracles conference in February.
1: Wonderful. Will you be there?
0: I will definitely be there. And I'm looking forward to it.
1: Oh, great. So I'm going to get to give you a big hug.
0: Definitely. Yes. <laughs> and I'm giving you a big energetic hug right now and um, just wish you well as you go through the the mothering process. Um, and again, thank you for mothering all of us with your your wonderful book, Live Your Happy. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Scott. Talk soon. Okay,
0: Bye. take care.